0: The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. You ever heard of fight night? Yeah, it's contrite night here on Amen Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. It's the summer in the Psalms. We're going to talk about what it means to have a truly contrite spirit. I used that word the other day, not to flex, cause it's not even like a, a big brainy word. People don't use the word contrite that much anymore. Why? Well, probably because not that many people are that, that so we, we aren't as often contrite as we should be. If you're following along with us, it's okay if you're not, but I encourage you to. We're on day 13, uh, reading through Psalms and we're supposed to be reading Psalm 38 through 41. And, uh, I've got a particular thing that just jumped out at me. Got a bit my big heavy Bible over here. I go back and forth between looking at my phone, not my, like, you know, my Bible on my phone and also getting this, this thick weighty leather bound smells of rich mahogany study Bible that I have that I do a lot of my sermon prep with. So if you hear some thunk, it's because I'm weak and my forearms gave out, but <laughs> I want to read to you Psalm 39. And it's not a crazy long Psalm. It's like 13 verses here, <sighs> but it's a whole mood. It's like some of the, as a DJ, I pay attention to, you know, trends and music and such, and this it's, it's a whole mood of a lot of the pop music out there, but instead of just talking about how terrible they are, there's actually some answers in here. That's the only difference. Psalm 39, this is a a Psalm of David, meant to be sung. That's why I was talking about music. But it says this, I said to myself, I will watch what I do and not sin in what I say. I will hold my tongue when the ungodly are around me. As I stood there in silence, not even speaking of good things, the turmoil within me grew worse. The more I thought of it, the hotter I got, igniting a fire of words. Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer the, no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. That has an interlude there, and then it picks back up in verse 6. and says, We are merely moving shadows, and all our busy rushing ends in nothing. We heap up wealth, not knowing who will spend it. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Rescue me from my rebellion. Do not let fools mock me. I am silent before you. I won't say a word, for my punishment is from you. But please stop striking me. I'm exhausted by the blows from your hand. When you discipline us for our sins, you consume like a moth what is precious to us. Each of us is but a breath. It's got another interlude there. It's a chorus, you know, remix, whatever. Then it says, hear my prayer, O Lord listen to my cries for help. Don't ignore my tears, for I am your guest, a traveler passing through as my ancestors were before me. Leave me alone so I can smile again before I am gone and exist no more. I know, that's a buzzkill of a psalm, but it helps us to understand one thing, a contrite spirit. You know, we talked about confession uh, a couple one or two episodes ago, that when you are in sin, you need to confess. Confession is good. But also, you need to be contrite. Contrite, by the way, if you're like, again, you never. I know I never explained to you what that is. By definition, contrite means fe- a feeling or an expression of remorse or penance affected by guilt. That means you don't just acknowledge with your mouth that you did wrong but you feel some remorse for it. You let that bear its weight on your soul. You, you don't just sweep it under the rug. You're contrite and a contrite spirit is so essential in, uh, turning these things around in in the process of repentance, in the process of healing you got to show that it has some effect on you. I know we like to gloss over it because we want to get back to the happy stuff. But, but King David, again, was not perfect. And it seemed like he was, he was basically expressing how bad he felt for his sin. Because, again, he, he stopped talking about what other people were doing to him, and he acknowledged what he did for himself. More of us need to say, I'll watch what I do and not sin in what I say. Some of us need to just shut up sometimes. Like, (laughs) there's some people that want to try to fix it real quick. They know they've done wrong. I've been, been, by the way, I've been there where I I messed up and so I try to talk my way out of it. God's like, you better shut your mouth. You better sit there even though you want to say something, even though you think you can fix it by talking your way out of this. You need to be contrite. You need to not be defensive of yourself. that's one of the The key things when you are trying to figure out whether you are in the flesh, Christian, or whether you are in the spirit is how defensive you are. If some, if the least little thing sets you off, better be careful. Because if you are in the spirit, if you are living in righteousness, then people can say what they're going to say. And yeah, it may affect you a little bit, but it's not going to, it's not going to sink. It's not going to Hindenburg you. It's not going to sink your ship. When someone says something or accuses you of something, cause you have nothing to be afraid of. Right? Uh, well, what's the, the Shakespeare line? Me think doth protesteth too much. Right? It's like, why are you so adamant about defending yourself when you, unless you have something to defend? I'm not saying you don't speak back. I'm not saying that there is never a time for you to speak up and speak the truth and love, but when you are the evidence of a contrite spirit, some someone who after their sin feels bad about it. And w- by the way, we, we mistakenly think that a contrite spirit is all the time guilt. Like we don't need to feel guilt because Jesus died on a cross and he made a way for us to be free. That's not true. Yes, eventually you should feel better and get over it. But there are seasons, there are moments where you need to stop and be contrite before you make the adjustment right so that you if once you let that that repentance and that uncomfortable feeling bear its weight on your soul then you're ready to change then you're ready to do something about it let me tell you the difference between being contrite and being mired in guilt guilt means you wallow in it contriteness means that you motivate yourself to do something better. That doesn't mean you ignore that fact. That doesn't mean you don't get emotional about your sin or your shortcomings. But being contrite means, oh man, I've got it, it's a motivation to get your crap together. So don't carry around guilt, right? I'm not advocating for that. But I want you to be okay with having moments, days, even seasons of a contrite heart. Because if you do that now, you won't have to come back to it time and time again, by letting that contrite spirit really resonate in you, you're going to not want to do this over again. And it's going to be the warning shot and it's going to help you to be motivated to avoid this in the future, pushing you towards righteousness, pushing you towards holiness, pushing it towards God. That's it. Say amen brother Ben for this week, man, there's some good Psalms in here. Woo. Messing up my life. My Cheerios are ruined. I hope yours are too. For not, if you want to talk more about it, amenben.com, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. Back with more psalms next week. Hope to see you Sunday.